You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. We're back. What's up, everybody? It's good to be back. Welcome to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, where you come to hear about the things you don't hear. Uh, we talk about the Christian... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. We're going to restart that. <laughs> I was thinking about this mess I made. <laughs> you spilled all over yourself? <laughs> we talk about all the things that you don't hear in church, right? All the gray areas in the Christian faith. Restart it. No, it's okay. Keep it. <laughs> Do <laughs> All the gray areas in the Christian faith. All the things that keep you up at night. And today is our second episode in the topic of the hashtags of ex-evangelical or ex-evangelical um, and deconstructionism or deconstruction. Uh, two things that are really big on TikTok and on YouTube right now. Um, a little bit on Instagram. They're kind of everywhere. Um, the internet in general. You want to tell uh, the listeners what we're talking about a little bit today? Yeah. So, like Derry was saying, there's a bunch of stuff on the internet, on TikTok, on YouTube, about and Twitter, about like deconstructing your faith or walking away from the evangelical movement. And so today we're going to be looking at some videos that we found, and we're going to play them for you guys on mm. um, video. We'll like splice them there and hope we don't get copyrighted. I'll try to cut it so yeah. we don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And same for you guys on audio. We'll put the audio sound bites in there as well so you can hear them, and then respond. And we'll, you'll hear our response to them. Mm-hmm. Um, these people have brought accusations against Christianity or expressed mm-hmm. why they're not in the church and... Um, all that stuff and these are real people with real experiences with mm-hmm. real like thoughts that just on first impressions of, of hearing a lot of stuff it seems like it's just a lot of hurt um mm-hmm. that they've experienced caused them to be angry and reject christianity for some so, of them yeah, yeah for so sure. we want to be kind and um, empathetic and, and sensitive to what these people experience because we don't think that they're just making things up right mm-hmm. um, people have bad experiences then we want to empathize with that and uh, kind of as christians apologize for that in ways that maybe they've been treated that haven't been how, you know, Jesus would mm-hmm. desire his people to treat others. You know, all of us as Christians can say there's days where we don't act like Christ. You know, there's mm-hmm. days that me and Derry have, we don't act like Jesus to everybody. And we get a little bit snappy, you know, and sometimes, and, and uh, being a Christian is not about being perfect, but it's about being on this journey to find Jesus and to look more like Jesus every day. Mm-hmm. Right. And some days we have good days, some days we have bad days. And so mm-hmm. we just want to, be aware that people have had negative, really negative experiences, and, and not just invalidate those, but take them in account and answer and give some authentic, real, genuine, kind mm-hmm. um, responses to them, but yeah. also holding fast to truth. Yep, exactly. Um, some of these videos are people who are genuine and just have concerns about um, who God is. Some of them are experiences of abuse. Um, some of them are just flat-out conspiracy theories that are hilarious. Um, so we're going to go over four different videos today. Those are kind of like the synopsis of different types of videos. Um, again, a couple of the hashtags that we forgot to mention are like ex-fundamental or like fundy or ex-fundy. Um, those are a few more of them if you want to look them up. Um, honestly, there's a, a lot of really, really interesting videos out there. Um, and even some of them that are like, oh, like this sounds like really like intriguing, actually. Like, what if this is true about the Bible? And then it'll cause you to examine your faith and dig a little deeper into what you believe and even uh, give you awareness of why some people have walked away from the faith so you can talk to them about it. Um, a lot of these are very popular, right? Yeah. And so that'll give you a lot of good um, retorts to people who maybe like bring up stuff like this. Yeah. And if you, ha- <clears throat> if you haven't seen our most recent episode, like last week's episode, um, talking about the ex-evangelical movement, and mm-hmm. then kind of our overall thoughts towards it. 
go ahead and go click on one somewhere on the screen right now to um, find out or go watch that one before you watch this one. Yeah, check out the intro. You know? So check out that intro and then come back here and start here. Yes, absolutely. All right, so we can start with the first video. And this is by Abraham Piper. And I like this guy, honestly. When I saw the video originally a couple months ago, I was like, this guy's just generally kind of funny and like kind of good-natured. Um, a warning for everybody that's going to watch or that's going to watch this or listen to it. Um, we'll try to explain it as best as we can if you're listening to it. If you're watching it, we'll try to put it up on the screen like Ethan said. Um, but there is like quite a, a bit of language in almost all of these videos. Um, so just so you know, uh, listener or viewer discretion mm-hmm. is advised like – Pretty much all the words yeah. are in it, if you think there are <laughs> such things as bad words. So, all right, ready for the first video? Yep. All right, here we go. I'm going to side with conservative Christians here for a moment. I remember at a church event maybe 15 years ago, this guy saying that if it weren't for God, he'd be a murderer or worse. It's a strange claim, but I've heard it elsewhere too. And here's what I want to agree with those goofballs about. It's a good thing they believe in God. Ha! <laughs> Like, if your faith is why you're not a malicious maniac, fucking go for it. There can be no bad reason to be good. Anything that motivates a person to be better is a positive force in the world, by definition. If your reason to be good is God, fine. Other people live wholesomely to improve their reincarnation. Also fine. And then there are those who believe that goodness is valuable in and of itself. I resonate with this one, but it's just as irrational as the others. But so what? The best response to all the people who believe crazy shit, including you and me, and are good people, is who fucking cares? Said in the most loving way possible. So that's that. I agree with the self-loathing fundies. If following God makes you a decent person, follow them. And then please don't follow me. If you're one of the other kinds of crazy though, come along if you feel like it. It's good fun around here. So I liked a few things that he said just off the bat that I thought were funny. Um, One, he admits that what he believes is irrational, but he also thinks what everybody else believes is also irrational, Mm -hmm. which is interesting, right? Um, and then I also just loved how he said, uh, the self-loathing fundies. <laughs> it's just so funny. I just love that, that term for some reason. Right. A fundy would be someone who's like fundamentalist. So like uh, a very conservative Christian. And he says self-loathing because people think that Christians are like, woe is me. Some of them are. And, well, yeah, but we shouldn't be. Yeah, right. We shouldn't be. We have hope in Jesus He's definitely Christ. right about some people though. So, yeah. You, <laughs> you can make a bunch of claims and be right about some people. Yeah, definitely. Which is what most of these are. You're right, right. right. Yeah, so a lot of things we can unpack in this video. Um, I just love this guy's like mannerisms. I've seen a few of his other videos, and we'll go over another one of them probably next week um, when we talk about this again. Because we'll probably do a couple different parts on this. Maybe we'll spread them out. But um, really, this whole episode, or not this episode, this whole like TikTok is about um, like moral relativism, right? It's all about like, well, we should all be good, right? His his main claim is everybody should be good. We should all want to be good. And it just depends on, like, your relative reason for wanting to be good, right? Is your reason for wanting to be, to be good, like, the laws in Christianity, like in the right. Old Testament, right? Or are to, is it to attain, attain enlightenment? Or is there some sort of essence to just being good in the first place, right? And then he calls all of those ways um, of, like, being good nonsense, kind of, right? Says they're not rational, but says that everybody should be good, kind of contradicting himself, um, but still making some really interesting claims. And we can yeah. get into it a little bit. What do you think? Um, I'd say he sounds like an optimistic nihilist. Nihilist, yeah. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> every time I say that word, <laughs> without fail, mm-hmm. Darius says nihilist. Um, whatever it is, uh, nihilist, nihilist being someone who just thinks nothing matters, mm-hmm. right? Also seems that he's coming from a humanistic perspective. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, where he thinks human is ultimate and anything you do to not bother people is okay. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, in the moral sense, sure. Like, if you don't bug people, if you're not being a jerk, if you're mm-hmm. being kind, that's morally good, right? Right. And I would say yes. But the problem is that it's I, – I would say the humanist has to, like, figure out – because the hum, humanism is, like, when you believe – humans are the ultimate yeah. creation or ultimate thing that exists, right? Mm-hmm. We set the tone for everything. So everything's like all your hopes in humanity and all that stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so it makes sense as, as a humanist that he would like people who being good no matter what, right? Yeah. Um, or the absolute. Right, the absolute. The issue is then, though, that it sounds awesome. It sounds good at first. Like, oh, yeah, if everyone's being nice, what matters? Um, well, it matters because you have to ask yourself what happens when you die, and then he might say nothing, but then it's like, well, how do you could ask like, well, if you're going to say nothing exists or nothing happens after you die, then what's your explanation for everything? And if he really doesn't care, he might say, I don't really care. I'm just going to mm-hmm. live my life and die. And if he did that, I'm like, okay, whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who do care, um, I think there's like questions that need to be asked. Like, where did the universe come from? And all that different explanations that mm-hmm. the most logical reasoning for universe existing is that anything that's created had to have a creator, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cosmological argument yeah anything that's caused had to have a causer mm-hmm. and so for him i don't know if he has an answer for this mm-hmm. and so god existing is not about be or people being christians is not about goodness mm-hmm. people being christians is about a god existing yeah. and how do we respond to that mm-hmm. you know now being a christian causes goodness because god is good and commands us to follow in his ways but the questions of life go farther way far beyond are you being a good person? I would say being mm-hmm. good, like being a good person is like one of the lower rungs of the reasons for life. You mm-hmm. know, like people like, you don't like, that's one of the lower cares. And, and, and if you think about it, like everyone should be good, but there's so many more vast questions to ask. Like, mm-hmm. how did we get here? What happens when we die? What's the purpose of all this thing that we're, yeah. we're experiencing, you know? And those answers are, are really well explained when you have um, an idea and a belief in God mm-hmm. because you have an answer for all those that makes sense, that's logical, that is intellectual, that gives hope. And so I would say, sure, if you, if life was about being good, then I would probably agree with him. Anything that makes someone be good is good. Mm-hmm. But life's not only about being good. Life is about how do we respond to the fact that God exists and the fact that God is calling all people to him, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's more complicated, right? Yeah. I think there's two things that I would say in response to this TikTok. Um, I would say the first that I would say, and I think the most important when responding to the overall message of it, is that where do you get your your idea that we should all be good, right? Because his ultimate standard is that everybody should want to be good, right? And so that's the, the crux of all of this, all of this like yeah. TikTok, of no matter what path you follow, we should all want to be good. Well, the problem is... Where do you get the value of good, right? What if your good is my bad? And what if I think that everybody should be good? But to me, everybody being good is genocide. And because I think human, the human race is like a, a scourge on the earth and we should all die, right? What if I think that's like the goodest thing that can happen and I try to kill everybody, right? right. That's me being ultimately good. That's my, my like subjective opinion about what like being good is or what the standard of good is. And that's what I like strive for. And so our standards are now different, even though we claim the same subjective standard of morality. Right. So it doesn't make any sense because we're both claiming to have like this subjective knowledge of what morality is, unless he's claiming that he knows objective morality. And that's just like what his standard of good is. He'd have to explain that more obviously, but it doesn't seem to be like what he believes. And so his argument kind of falls apart there. Right. Right. Like and what so, is good? 
And so then it goes back from his ending statement of um, good is like the ultimate thing back to the ways to get to that objective good because he's claiming objectively good things, right? right? And like an objective standard of good. You have to get to that that like pathway to get to that objective good, which is a religion or a god, right? Mm-hmm. And religion centered around a god, obviously. Um, so, so there is a correct religion to follow. You have to choose one of those things. And the problem with choosing a religion is they all are are like just choosing like one religion is they all ch- claim exclusivity, right? right? And so they all say we're the only way to God. Uh, almost every single religion, right? Unless you like strip apart a religion and like make it kind of new agey, then it doesn't claim. And like you say, it doesn't claim um, exclusivity. Then I guess you could say that, or you like you make up uh-huh. a religion of yourself or something. Uh-huh. Um, you could do that. Um, but the problem is with almost any mainstream religion that's that like has um, like good philosophy and is founded in history. Um, they all claim exclusivity, and so they all say our way is the only way to God, right? So you have to have – to have an objective morality, you have to have um, a God, right, that gives that standard of objective morality, and that God has to be a God that also claims exclusivity because he is the only God that exists if he created everything, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's the first thing I'd say where his argument kind of breaks down. Um, the other thing that I'd like to say to the, to the – like this TikTok is that he's totally right at the beginning of like a Christian shouldn't just like not be some psychopathic murderer because like they have God, right? That might be a benefit of knowing Christ and something that happened to you because you know Christ. But obviously the goal of a Christian is not just to become a better person, right? It's a large part of what the Bible is about, right? A roadmap of how to live this life. But also our goal as Christians is to follow Christ, to know God, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of that is becoming a better person, but a lot of it is starting to know God, gaining purpose for why we live on this earth. Like it's all encompassing in everything we do and like being better to the people around us is just a part of that. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's what I have to say. Cool. Move on. Yep. All right. Video two. Also let us know if you, uh, if you guys like have anything interesting you think about these episodes or these, uh, these tiktoks we love to hear too so here's the second one and also some of these have like videos that are important to see and like text on the screen so i'll just like read what the text says if you can't see it obviously i mean you can't see it if you're listening so um <laughs> this text says why do y'all hate christians so much Can I ask why y'all hate christians so much yeah for sure because i was told as a young girl that my virginity was the only important part of me so when i was raped i thought i was worthless Because when I begged my father to do something about the abuse my mom was doing to me and my sisters, he said that he had to side with her because that was biblical. Because she used to beat us with a stick that had Dobson's name on it. Because when I was in an abusive marriage, my pastors encouraged me to try harder. Because when I finally left him, those same pastors that called themselves my friends didn't talk to me for a year. Because of my LGBT friends who have lost their lives to suicide or homelessness because their parents are Christians. Because there's no place for me at your church. Because if you knew me, you would push me off that cliff before you would touch me. God is love. Your church is bullshit. So an interesting claim at the end there is she kind of rejects, um, she rejects the church, but kind of accepts God because she says God is love but your church is bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the thing that she says at the end, which is interesting. Um, yeah, anything you want to you wanna start and say about this? Um, she was in a really bad church. Yeah, a really bad church. Yeah. Uh, or churches. I don't know her story, I, but it's clear that she is 
had some toxic purity culture mm-hmm. um, preached to her. So when mm-hmm. she was unfortunately raped and stuff like that, then she felt worthless. Which I would I want to tell anyone listening right now, um, your worth is not found in what's happened to you. Your worth is mm-hmm. in, is found in Christ and the fact that God created you, and the fact that you exist means that you have value and worth, and God loves you. Um, and yeah, like she went through family abuse and, um, that was handled wrong under the guise of like uh, incorrect, like reading of scripture, I'd say, um, Mm -hmm. same with the divorce. If you want a really good resource to learn about divorce, um, I'll add a tag right here if I can to a guy named Mike Winger has a really long video on divorce. Um, that super is, good. I've never seen it. It's three hours long and it's super informative on the biblical stance of, and what the Bible actually teaches about divorce. In his um, yeah. Yeah. No, you haven't looked at it, so you don't, <laughs> you could just blindly wrong if you disagree with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, all in all, all encompassing, I would say, obviously it's clear that she's had experience with, um, some bad, Christians, bad Christians, bad terrible church, Christians, bad, yeah. bad, pastors. bad representation of terrible representation mm-hmm. of Christ. You know, as you read scripture, you find that Jesus is always reaching out for the marginalized, those mm-hmm. kind of pushed away, excuse me, by society. Mm-hmm. Jesus is always opposing the religious leaders who are like rejecting those who are repre- oppressed. Yeah. Right. So. In regards to, like, she seems like she'd be someone that Jesus would really, really love, and he does. Yeah. But someone that the religious leaders who got, who, who Jesus rebuked and, and got mad at a lot, they it seems like she's the type of person that religious leaders would reject. And it mm-hmm. seems like th- that that's what happened, right? Yeah. She said that the, her pastors who were supposed to be friends didn't talk to her for a year. Right. Right. She was rejected by these religious leaders. Jesus was always coming against these these terrible religious leaders mm-hmm. because they weren't having his heart yeah right and so i want to say to anyone who's experienced the same thing uh people's bad expression of christ does not equate to the reality of who christ is yeah and jesus is not happy with the things that have uh, the injustices that have been um done against you mm. and and god will hold them accountable they're not getting away with it yeah you know but he offers forgiveness for them he offers forgiveness for everybody else you know mm. um but yeah you're seen and known. I know a lot of people who've gone through stuff like that. And I just mm. want to say like Christ is not evil because people are bad. Yeah. And they claim to be Christians. You know, so yeah. many priests claim to be Christian and following God's ways and they abuse little children. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in no way is, are they godly mm-hmm. and they think they're getting away with it. They're not. God is going to, going to come against them because his nature is to come against evil. Mm. Um, so I just want to add some comfort to anyone who's like, been hurt by the church and seen a bad expression of yeah. Christ through his followers. Like, I'm sorry that that's happened. And I hope that you can forgive us. And I hope mm-hmm. that you don't reject God altogether because of it. Cause there are good Christians out there who do represent him well. Yeah. And we're all trying to do that. You know, some people might do power struggle or a power grab and like in yeah. it for the authority. Definitely. There's always going to be well, wolves in sheep's clothing, but there are real Christians out there who really know God and God is real and really loves you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff wrong in this video, obviously, and you uh, you said all of it. Um, they put so much value, especially like purity culture, on uh, someone's like sexual state before they get married and stuff, and you put a lot of your identity in that. Honestly, like this whole video just like kind of screams like the super conservative culture that has been popular for a long time, um, and even like she was a little bit older of a lady. 
um, in the video. You couldn't see it if you're listening. Um, but you probably went through a lot of this stuff like quite a while ago. Yeah. Possibly. Um, and, you know, there's lots of churches. I would say like even the majority 10, 20 years ago like this, right? That hold a lot of these standards of like purity culture um, and of like standards of divorce and LGBTQ issues and all this kind of stuff, right? Like her critiques are 100% valid of a lot of churches, right? Not like one or two churches, but like quite a few, right? Mm. You know what I mean? And so definitely valid critiques. Um, the one thing that I would say, though, is that this doesn't mean God doesn't exist or that Christ isn't God, right? They didn't die for our sins. It doesn't negate any of that philosophy or theology. It just shows that human beings suck just like they did in the Bible and just like they will always continue to suck until we're fully sanctified, right, with Christ. So definitely uh, empathize or sympathize with uh, her situation and hope yeah. that um, she still loves the Lord. I mean, it sounded like at the end of the video, like that God is still loved. She said that, right? Yeah. But that Christians suck. I hope that um, she can reconcile like those relationships because I know Christ like still wants us through the Holy Spirit to reconcile our hate um, that we could have because of abuse for one another. Um, you know, just as he like forgave, we should also forgive, right? And that uh-huh. looks like a process a lot of the time. So I hope that can happen, um, but it's definitely hard to do. Yeah. Yep. Anything else? Nope. Nice. Next, next one. Two more videos. Let's go. All right. All right. The third video is I'm super excited for, honestly. I think you have a is lot. This, to... Is this the youth group? Yeah, yeah. You have a lot to say about this, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Wait, I got to pause it. Okay, so this text says, me and 300 plus other kids at Christian Youth Retreat being shamed and emotionally manipulated into another mental breakdown for the third night in a row. And it's like this kid going like, like crying and like praising the Lord. And then this girl's going to talk. Oh, dear God. Oh, oh, Harold, look at this. Oh, look at this. It's the most truthful statement I've ever seen in my goddamn life. But for real, I can talk about this. I grew up as an evangelical in the Midwest, and uh, I can talk about this. My atheist friends don't believe me when I say that evangelicalism is crazy, and this is this is an example. I went to concerts. I went to a conference once a year with like a thousand other kids that was just like this. My church services were very much like this as well. And the reason why is because the general evangelical message is that if you don't feel the Holy Spirit within you at all times, if you don't feel goddamn guilty for your sins at all times, then you are not being grateful enough. Think that's an exaggeration? It's really not. And so little 12-year-old me is having mental breakdowns all the time, thinking that I'm not thinking about God enough. I'm not praying enough. Oh my God. This music was also designed to make you emotional. You know what? Look out for part two. I have more to say about this. Did you know she's wearing a pentagram? Yeah, I know. I just realized that. At first, I was like, "Is that Star of David?" And then I was like, "No, it's Pentagram." Yeah, I was like, "I don't think she likes Jesus at all." <laughs> I wonder what what gave that away. How did I think it was? A, it was a star for me. What? <laughs> it was, oh, it was a star for it me. It was a pentagram for me. Yeah. So that's a very interesting video. Definitely some true statements in there. Some not true statements. So you mm-hmm. wanna want pop off? Yep. Um. So in this, yo, I have opinions. Because I understand <laughs> what she's saying, right? I understand that she's upset mm-hmm. that there was emotional manipulation. I've, I trust me, I know. Okay, mm-hmm. I used to intern at a youth group, and one time I was praying with the team, and they put on some really, really, really loud worship music to pray, and I was just being cynical, so I don't actually think it this necessarily, but I was just goofing off, and I said, "Ah, uh, yes, emotional manipulation," <laughs> and I got rebuked by our pastor, um, our youth pastor, uh, in a friendly rebuke, but. I understand that when you pray, it's good to have worship music on so you can be, like, focusing your heart on God. Um, I do that in my own personal time. 
but also totally understand what she means by this idea that like you have to feel like being preached that you have to feel the Holy Spirit all the time. I don't resonate with being told that if you don't feel guilty about your sin enough, mm-hmm. then you're not, I don't, or you're not being grateful Definitely enough. Definitely is a thing in some circles. Yeah. That's not something that I can relate to because I don't experience that, but I understand mm-hmm. where, why she could think that. Um, but that idea We, we got of, friends who feel like that. Or if they don't feel like they're always guilty? Yeah. Who, well, don't say their names. Yeah, I don't want to say their names, but <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I know that I, I understand that where she's coming from with the idea that like if you don't feel the Holy Spirit all the time, then you're not really being godly enough or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I have, I used to think that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started reading the Bible. But also, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, <Wow. laughs> well, because what happened is like, I, I read like in Romans, it says that there's height nor depth nor anything nothing mm-hmm. is like paul lists all this stuff off and yeah. he's like persecutions this he's like nothing can separate us from the love of god right so then i started thinking oh my gosh i don't have to have this existential emotional like yeah. feeling all the time yeah god accepts me mm-hmm. i don't have to look like how you think god accepts me i'm perfectly content being accepted by god and being worshipful by sitting down in my seat and being quiet with my hands folded and praying mm-hmm. you know i'm totally content Standing in the back and just smiling and knowing that I'm accepted by God. I don't have to be jumping around or crying or getting all this experience. I had someone uh, recently talk to me and they're like, I just feel like I haven't had the experience. Like I see people around me having the experience. And I was Mm -hmm. like, dude, if you live for the experience, you're going to fail as Christianity. Yeah. Because the the vast majority of Christianity in in the last 2000 years is not like that experience. Yeah. It's not this emotional high of greatness with the overjoyment of the Lord. I've experienced that before, but by and large, it's a lot more about finding being content in the Lord Mm -hmm. and like being accepted by the Lord. Finding his peace. Yeah. Being like sharing the gospel, loving him, spending time with him, but it it doesn't always have to be this super high emotionalism. Right. So I understand her frustrations because I get frustrated because it produces this result. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not mad at her at all in a sense. I'm like mad at the church that this is the, cause I know that's the result. Right. I have people in my personal life that experience the same thing and they walked away from Christ as well mm-hmm. because it's just emotional high and they felt manipulated all the time. I get it. If we're not preaching that you can find like a joy and a quiet joy, that's a confident assurance in Christ and you can ha- have a normal life. You don't have to look a certain way. God accepts you as you are. If we would preach that more about how like, mm-hmm. God knows how he created you and he loves you and you don't have to have this pretend emotionalism if that's what it is to you. You know, if we Mm. preach that, I'm sure so many more people would be like, wow, I'm so accepted by God. That's amazing. Thank you. Rather than thinking, I'm not jumping enough. I'm not crying enough. I'm not laughing enough. That Mm -hmm. person looks like what we call drunk in the spirit. What's going on there? How come Mm -hmm. I don't have that? You know, like I I had all those thoughts and Mm -hmm. I just decided like, no, God created me. I thought about it. I was like, God Mm -hmm. created me. God knows how I am. He loves me. I can have those moments sometimes, but I don't live for those moments. And I live right. for Jesus. And mm-hmm. if that's the truth, then, and it's putting my faith in, the faith means trust in Jesus. You know, I trust Jesus that he's going to take care of me. I trust Jesus mm-hmm. that my soul is in his, in his care. And I don't have to do all these weird external things to prove it. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm accountable to God only, and I'm accountable to people I'm speaking to, I'm accountable to you guys listening mm-hmm. to speak truth. But if I'm mainly accountable to God, and I'm accepted by God. They mm. don't have to do all this emotionalism. So I understand why she's frustrated. I also grew up yeah. in the Midwest, so I know what that's like. Yep. Um, and so I kind of feel like a little bit, I'm like, not totally like, oh, you're terrible. Don't say that. I'm mm. like, no, I totally get what you're saying and where yeah. you're coming from because you're not wrong. That's kind of what it's like. Right. 
I don't think those are bad either. I don't. I so where I would disagree with her is that she's saying like this is evil and it's bad. I'm like okay, someone like enjoying the music and jumping around or worshiping and having maybe a good time to cry and release. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah. Everything she talked about is not inherently bad. Right. It's bad if it's used to manipulate. Manipulate exactly. Right. Yeah. But having those moments are not bad. Right. In and of themselves, right. they can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um. But I totally know where she's coming from. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's a thing that a lot of people go through where they first see this manipulation happen in like in worship leaders and in worship, um, especially in like um, charismatic circles, right? Where people will manipulate you into feeling something during worship, and they'll preach like you always have to feel a certain way, right, and all that kind of stuff. And people live for that. Um, and like you said, like people will just kind of live for that feeling instead of for Christ. Um, you get a model of manipulation. And as soon as you realize you're manipulated, you're like, oh, I want nothing to do with this, like, manipulative, like, worship music anymore, which you said, like, yourself, right, can, like, be, like, even created to be that way, like, in the way yeah. the music is created. Yeah, the way right? the, yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing where, like, a, a, someone actually studied the music and was, like, they did, like, hypnosis as their Hypnotic, job and yeah. stuff like that. And they're like, oh, this music and the beats and the way it's produced is actually set to make you in a more transient state. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, I don't agree with that. I'm like, that's we shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, are these worship leaders doing that intentionally? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I believe that God will hold them Hopefully accountable not. to their yeah. heart. But I just think about the... I'm mainly concerned with lyrics when it comes to worship music. Mm-hmm. And if the lyrics are accurate to honoring God. Right. Um because I know what type of music is more transient, I just stay away from it because it's not fun mm-hmm. for me. I'm just like, ah, this is just boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So what I was going to say is it's obviously like that manipulation isn't good. And a lot of people will run like the opposite direction and be like, I'm only listening to hymns from now on, right? And now I, I definitely went through this process too of like when we first kind of started this podcast, we talked about like Bethel music, right? And it's one of our like biggest um, episodes where we kind of – we gave, get a lot when we do Bethel. Yeah, we gave our we gave our thoughts about like their music and stuff. We should listen to it. Um, there was definitely a time where I like found a lot of joy in just like the simplicity of the hymns and like this, the like like pure scripture that's in a lot of them. Right, definitely love it. Still, definitely love it. Um, but I think that God gave us music to invoke an emotional response, and that can be manipulated. But it's not bad to have emotional response to a song talking about God, mm-hmm. right? Even if you're not having, like, say, that emotional response um, because of something about God, right? I think that, like, that music that gave you that emotional response, like, the lyrics are about, like, how much God loves you. And you're just hit by, like, how much God loves you because of, like, this song and how it's sung to God. Like, if you, you listen to a love song and you hear the person, like, singing about it and, like, wow, like, they've really experienced this deep kind of love for this person, Um like the music has moved you to believe like what they're saying, right? Yeah. So it can be similar in worship where you hear like um, this music and it's beautiful, right? And it, it leads you to have an emotional response to God in worship. I think that's awesome. I think it can definitely be manipulated and it can be dangerous, but um, it is also good and can't just be labeled as bad, like 100%. Yeah. Right? Um, one of the things that I wanted to say about um, the beginning of her thing is she was saying that um, she would have like emotional breakdowns and panic attacks because maybe not panic attacks, no, but mental like, breakdowns. Breakdown, yeah, mental breakdowns because um, of like the guilt that she always felt like she had to have for her sins. And whoever is teaching her the gospel just didn't teach her the part where there's forgiveness, there's forgiveness, right? Yeah, and like yeah, like we should feel bad about what we do. But that doesn't lead us to like living lives of shame, right? That's what the enemy wants us to live in, in that guilt and shame. But the reality is, is that we're always covered by the blood of Christ, right? We've repented for our sins. And it's not like a, you have to like 
ask forgiveness every single day, all the time. And if you didn't ask for forgiveness before you died, like for the last sin you committed, you go to hell, right? Like if I, if I like, I don't know, like stole something. And then immediately after that, like I die, like I walk out the door and I hit by a car and I die. Hell for you. And I didn't have time to repent, but I was a Christian. Hell for you. I don't go to hell. You know what What? I mean? Christ died one time (laughs) for all sin. Right? Yeah. And so if you accept that forgiveness, you're covered by the blood of Christ. It's not like a every time you repent kind of thing. Obviously, repentance is like conducive with the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. And it's needed for all of those kind of things. And especially for change, for sanctification, right? Um, and for salvation. But it's not like a you don't go to heaven if you didn't repent before like your last sin, right? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, there's a lot of people that are devout that are in hell right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's one other thing I wanted to say is someone who ever taught her like the gospel just did a terrible job, which a lot of people also believe that. And it, it can feed into a lot of insecurities um, about even being saved and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And in regards to that, I just want to say, guys, like, please read your Bibles because this like the, the situation of like, oh, should I feel shame? Should I feel guilt is mentioned in the Bible. Right. And like. I just want to say what your pastor's saying, what you're being taught at your church does not necessarily equate to absolute Christian truth. Yeah. Just because a pastor's saying it. Us too. Because, and us too, yeah. Probably. Unless you listened three episodes ago, we said we're infallible. Yeah, yeah, That has changed. That was true. That was true then. Yeah, now it's it's not. Now it's changed. (laughs) Uh, But like in Romans, it says that there is therefore now no condemnation for Mm -hmm. those who are in Christ, right? So now we are in Christ, no condemnation. And mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, Isaiah, and the, the prophet Isaiah, uh, God is right, is like speaking in Isaiah. And he says, I, have no, I will no longer be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Like the God of the universe is not mad at us when we're in Christ, right? And in his, the Bible says that in his presence is fullness of joy and in his right hand pleasures forevermore. You know, mm-hmm. so if you guys read, like, please grip the scriptures and read them. Because a lot of these things that are being like, these accusations are being said about God, this God, this God, this mm. in the Bible. It's just not true. It's just what they were told about God. Yeah. You know what they were told about God is wrong, but the truth about God and scripture, is different what they were told. Yeah. All right. Well, we can move into our last video because yeah. we're kind of getting late on time. And this is just kind of a funny one. We wanted to end at the end. It's just a conspiracy theory. And honestly, this is a, a lot, a lot, a lot of these videos are just like this fun conspiracy theory thrown together to sound super factual and like it can't be refuted which it can't if you don't do any research right (laughs) does that make sense so we're gonna just watch it really fast and then really quickly explain why it's wrong um and then yeah we'll um do an outro so here you go do you know why jesus is always pictured with the glow behind his head just look at it throughout history and even recently He always has this halo of light around him because he's the god of the sun. The crown of thorn is also a representation of his kingliness because it represents rays of the sun. He's the son of God. He is the sun god. He's a personification of the stars, just like most pagan religions are. Horus was the Egyptian sun god. He was born to a virgin. Sound familiar? He also had three wise men follow the East Star to find him. It's very similar to Jesus. Do you know why? Because he was just the latest version of ancient man making up stuff. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. Um, anyways, so 
there's this very interesting conspiracy theory, right? And even if you weren't a Christian or didn't know anything about like God or anything like that, but you'd seen the old Catholic paintings, right? Um, or Orthodox paintings on mm-hmm. uh, the traditional style of Jesus. You see like that halo around his head, that like glow coming from behind him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you could even look at like secular people who did those kind of paintings back in the day, or even like uh, uh, people who do that style now. I don't know what it's called. Like, Renaissance maybe. Yeah. Like neo Renaissance or whatever. Um, you would know that that light from behind their head just means that they're a holy person. Their land. Look, yeah. here's a, you can't see because it's so far away and you might be listening. But I Googled Renaissance painting apostles. You can do apostles. Yeah. It's just anyone who's not Jesus, right? Yeah. Look, there's a glow. Yep. Oh, wait. Where's the more? There's a glow. There's more glows. Yeah. It's there's, just, it's and just this a... is not Jesus. This is like. About yeah. not Jesus. You see it in angels. You see it in the apostles. You, you see, see it in, in, Mary. in anybody that has connection with God and is holy. It's, it, a, yeah, it it's just a symbol mean, for being holy. It just means like enlightened or like yeah. holy, right? And so also everything she said about Jesus being the sun god is like mm-hmm. factually very inaccurate. Yeah, like, like, not, like 100%. You can't find scholars that validate that. No, yeah. You know, and Horus was in a pantheon of gods. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not in a pantheon of gods. Yeah. Nowhere in history can you find anything that says Jesus is in a pantheon of God unless you say God and Jesus are separate beings. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit said, then you might be able, but that's just a misunderstanding of the Trinity, mm-hmm. right? And so nothing that she's saying is, is any accurate at all. And the only reason people are listening or believing it is because she sounds so confident in it. Right. You right. know, which is ironic because we can't sound confident saying she's wrong. So you might yeah. think, well, you're just doing the same thing. Yeah. But no, guys, like, Jesus being the son of God is not an innuendo to say he's the son God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, like, yes, Horus had the same, like, things. We get that. And I'm not going to really, I don't really have anything to say there. Like, look if, up, if that's look, true about Horus, then sure. But it doesn't mean it's not true about Jesus. Look up a paper by um, J. Warner Wallace. And this person did, like, a thing, like, systematically refuting all these claims. And literally just looking at, like, the Egyptian... Um, like history that would like claim like that they would get this horse uh, right. mythology from right and literally all of it's wrong like <laughs> the only thing that like comes close is that they partially claim that um um that horace's mother was a virgin but it also says that um horace had sex with osiris to can or sorry that uh horace's mother had sex with osiris, osiris. to osiris. conceive horace like in the first place and so she wasn't a virgin Right. It also says like she also claimed that three wise men followed a star to find Horus, um, and that Horus was also bur- uh, born in like a stable. Yeah. All not true. Horus, like, like in all of the mythology, he was born in a swamp. There was no wise men that followed any star to follow him. Like this, is just like typical mythology, right? Yeah. This is this is just classic. Like if anybody knew the story, they would know she's lying. She's just like straight up lying and trying to put stuff it's together. Just not true. Another thing that I think is so interesting is like what does. What does the first half of her video have to do with the second half of her video? Right? He's a sun god. Oh, she's just saying how, like, he's a sun god. Horus was a sun god. See how the same story. So they're, it's like how Zeus and Odin are the same thing. Yeah, it just kind of, she didn't connect the two. It was just, like, very, oh, like, right. spliced together. It's just wrong. Me. It's just, like, very easily refutable wrong. Yeah. It's like saying Jesus never did any miracles. It's like, yeah. no, that's very clearly wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just, there's so much wrong in that video. I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, I don't, I want to talk to her and be like, can you show me the facts that you got this from? And also, like, who, like, it, none of, I'm just, like, kind of at a loss for mm-hmm. words. Where I'm like, where did you get any of that from? Yeah. They also say that Horace's uh, mother and father's names were Mary and Joseph, like, in the, um, 
in Egyptian. Not true. Also, they have the exact names for them, and nowhere in any of it is it Mary or Joseph, right? There are some Egyptian names. Weren't they gods too? Like Horace's parents? I'm not sure. It just talked about the names of them. Had to be. So it's just all factually accurate. Like, I don't know where she's getting, like, any of it. Um, the article that I read um, by this person said um, that that this, like, lie is popular in a lot of atheist circles just to kind of, like, mislead a lot of people who want to believe in Christianity, but that's not, like, scholarly factually accurate whatsoever. Right. right? Horace's parents were Osiris and Heket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Osiris is not Joseph. <sighs> There's so much there that is just wrong. Don't believe her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe God. And so it can, a lot of these videos actually hurt people because imagine you're 15, right? And like you believe in God your whole life or you're, maybe you just started believing in God and, or in like the God of the Bible in Jesus. Uh And then you watch this video and you know, you've never really done any like research yourself and you're just like, oh frick, like Jesus is just a copy of like a God that preexisted him by like 3000 years, which is what they claimed. And you're like, oh, then like what I believe must be a lie. Right, because right? right. this this seems pretty convincing. So unless you actually know how to look up like peer reviewed articles, like you're not going to be able to do your own research yourself unless someone else like you know you can ask about it. But mm-hmm. it just like it shakes people's faith a lot. Which hey, maybe that's good. You know what I mean? Maybe it does cause some right. people to go and actually start to look up for themselves what they believe. Uh, for a lot of people who don't have that skill um, or even that faith, like it shakes them to the core and even causes them to fall away. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I want to say like guys, we said this in our like thumbnail. We're in a war, okay? Like, this is not like a... This is people saying, oh, I walked away from Christianity for X, Y, Z. But this is like Mm -hmm. an assault on Christianity, an assault on Jesus and God. And I know they're not threatened. They're in heaven. They're like, hey, it's fine. Like, I'm not... I'm not, like, threatened by their accusations. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's also not fine, and, they, and Jesus doesn't think it's fine, in the aspect that this is causing people to fall away from the faith. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus... It's somewhere in the Bible, not Jesus says it, but somewhere in the scriptures it says that... You know, a burning ember, Jesus, God won't put out. Mm. A smoldering ember, a smoldering flame, he won't put out. So imagine like an ember that's really small and it's about to go out and it just needs some tender love and care to get it back to being a fire again. Yeah. God says, I won't put that out. If you have just, if you're barely holding on to Christianity, like God's heart towards you is not that like you would fall away and like, oh, you're not being real. I'm going to reject you. Mm. It's that like God's going to like take care of you, stop, like he wants to bring you into a safe place where you can like, like get that flame back again. And what these videos are doing is taking that flame and just smashing it out, you know, taking that smoldering ember and mm-hmm. just smashing it, you know, and, yeah. and God wants to like bring you guys some under like, like wisdom and understanding. If you want wisdom into the scriptures, ask the Bible says yeah. that he who desires wisdom ask and it shall be given to him, mm-hmm. you know? So, do it. God is faithful. Yeah. And we're absolutely not afraid of like criticism of the scriptures. Like most actually good criticism of um, the Bible and of Christianity comes from biblical skeptic or biblical scholars, not skeptics, sorry. Um, <laughs> like they have some of the best criticism about the Bible and about its integrity and about the integrity of like the, uh, the history of the Bible and the church, right? Because they know the most about it. They've like dedicated their whole lives to this thing that they believe mm-hmm. in. And so they know like all of the holes within it. And it's super interesting, right? And there is definite room to question like what is uh, legitimate and what isn't legitimate. We just want it to be done in a fair way, in a way that isn't like propaganda, which is what almost all of these videos are, right? Yeah. Is whether it's emotional or logical or philosophical propaganda, most of it just isn't good um, for like 
saying that God isn't who he says he is. You know what I mean? Right. And there's definitely a place for that to happen, to have those like arguments, and those debates on if God is who he says he is, if he's the God of the Bible, all those kind of things, right? Um, but the internet right now is being very bombarded by all of this like propaganda that's leading people away. And that's what we don't want. We want like yeah. factual um, and like legitimate debate on this topic rather than, you know, just propaganda flying everywhere and people being misled by bad information. So, yeah. Yep. Anyway, guys, anyways, guys, um, <laughs> yeah, it's real out there. And like, it's real out there. And in, in the world, like the, the war is real. You know, it's real out there. The war is real. We got to be a, about it. We got to know what's what's being said out there. We got to know our Bibles oh, yeah. so we can refute it. We got to know theology so we can stand up for truth. We got to know history. And if I'm saying all this, and you're like, I don't know anything. It's so overwhelming. Don't worry. Just start somewhere. Start reading there, the Bible. Just start yeah. doing some research. God so badly loves you. Yeah. You know, so seriously wants your salvation and your sanctification and glorification. Yeah. Right? He loves you so much. And the good news of the gospel is that we get to, to partake in the joy of the Lord. You know, God is not this angry God up in heaven who's this tyrant that you have to obey or else. He's uh, in an inviting Savior who cares about you and mm. wants you to experience life as it should be fulfilled. And he has the, the ability to fulfill you in every area of your life because mm. he created all life, yep. you know. And so he so seriously loves you. He so seriously wants you to know him and he wants to know you. He knows you inside and out. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. That's not to say pre-existence is a thing. <laughs> People twist that all the time. But he just, he's all knowing. He knows you, you know, and he cares for you and he's not angry with you. So if you're not a Christian, um, you can become a Christian by repenting and following him. Repenting means turning away. Mm-hmm. You can pray and ask forgiveness and, and turn to follow Jesus and start your journey on this idea on, on this path to follow Jesus and to become looking like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like your sins can be removed instant instantly. But yeah, Jesus has taken away the sins of the world. He's offering forgiveness to the entire world and he's mm-hmm. drawing people to himself. So become a Christian. Yes. <laughs> All right, it's cold out there, everybody. So uh it's real out there also. It's July. It's also hot out there, everybody. So <laughs> I was trying to make fun Happy of Happy 4th of July. Last it's week. two days late. Yeah. And while you're watching this, it's three days late. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Real. Have it's, a good week. Follow it's, us. It's real out there. All that kind of stuff. It's real out there. <laughs> um, it's not cold out there. It's hot unless you're somewhere that's cold. So Antarctica. have a nice time. You know, just enjoy your time. Adios. Adios.